The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Talo for lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz/donate. You're listening to Business is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business is Boring is brought to you by Spark Lab, offering inspiration and practical advice to help businesses find their edge. To hear more about Spark Lab, including details about the latest events, workshops, and business tools, visit sparklab.co.nz. And now, here's your host, Simon Pound. And welcome to Business is Boring. The Sustainable Business Network has been at the front of advocacy and community for around 20 years, helping businesses here understand their environmental impact and improve how they carry out business to do better in every way. Over this time, the ideas they advance have gone from the fringe of business thinking to being at the heart of many great companies and the centre of the conversation. And that is in a large part because of the work of the people in the network and the leadership of CEO and founder Rachel Brown. So thank you for being here, Rachel Brown, founder and CEO of the Sustainable Business Network. Tanakwe. Tanakwe. Hey, so... How did you come to be interested in sustainability? Tell me about your background um, and and kind of that interest of both uh, green and science and business coming together. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I had no bloody choice, to be completely honest. My parents were both science teachers. And so I grew up like hanging out in mangrove swamps and with my mum. And then my dad was a chemist and he used to love doing things like making bombs. And we were growing up in a place called Howick, which was at the time we were known as the hippies of Howick because we were doing things a bit differently. Um, and he used to love making bombs and making these extraordinary loud bangs in our street, which would freak the whole street out. So I was kind of dealing with two quite diverse parents, really. What, what was he using the bombs for? Like just to make well, a just big noise? Well, just for fun, because yeah. the kids loved it. Yeah. So all, he was the Pied Piper when we were little. He used to have a whole stream of kids following him around, waiting for him to do something crazy. So I kind of grew up with that, but... Um, my parents were very keen on social and environmental issues. So we, we learned a lot about that just through growing up with my family. Um, and, and I went through university, got a science degree, um, not surprisingly. And then I went overseas. And, it, you know, we I grew up in a time when New Zealand was pretty egalitarian. It was pretty uh, clean. Uh, and then I travelled the world for three and a half years. And that was the first time I ever saw pollution and poverty at the scale that I never, you, you just never saw that here. Um, and, and that really affected me, actually. And when I was traveling, I also saw massive businesses and places that were quite uh, poor um, that were belching out pollution into the area where these people were having to live, and they didn't have a choice. So I felt really concerned about that and um, came back to New Zealand uh, and did some more study. 
and um, yeah, learned all about the role that business can play in sustainability. And this was a bloody long time ago. You know, this was before this stuff was even talked about, uh, really. So um, yeah, I did that. Started working for a council, uh, which was fun because it was Bob Harvey at the time, who was the mayor of Waitakere. Uh, awesome, passionate group of people I got to work with. Um, and then, uh, while I was doing that, I kind of got frustrated with people in the business space who I was meant to be working with expecting me to do things like sort out their parking issues or move some signs or something like that when I wanted to talk to them about the state of the planet and, you know, a better way of doing business. So I left and I started, I set up an organisation uh, called the Environmental Business Network and I did that for quite a few years um, and then that eventually merged or morphed merged with another organisation, which was the Businesses for Social Responsibility, a chap called Dick Hubbard, who was once our mayor in Auckland. Uh, he set that up. So we merged those together, and that's kind of how the SBN started. But Yeah, and that kind of thing of deciding to use business as the vehicle and working with business as the vehicle to advance these things, rather than like an activism or political solution. Tell me about that. It's yeah. kind of like, um, you know, nowadays, you know, business as a force for good has become, you know, and a that, big theme, yeah. right? But I don't know if that was like um, totally maybe wasn't. the expected path <laughs> no. when you were doing that. So tell me about that. Yeah, no, you're right. It absolutely wasn't even a theme, right? So I guess what I saw when I was working for uh council, great people, but it's very rules focused and it's not very innovative, you know. And then I'd be out there talking to business people and I just felt like they were bright eyed, bushy tailed, they could see solutions and they could innovate quickly, particularly SMEs. So I was more excited about how do we get these people together, grow a network of like minded people who can kind of share ideas and get excited. So yeah, we were kind of setting up that business for good framing back then, but it was way more exciting and also way more hopeful. You know, I was concerned and still am about planetary and social issues. Um, yeah, and these guys coming together and also being concerned, just showing this movement of growth and real solutions that would that people like you and I can actually use. And I imagine it would have been quite a niche conversation because we've all, you know, kind of over the last, you know, 20 odd years that you've been doing this, like as a society, you know, it's become more mainstream that people report on the impact past, past just the profit or yeah. uh, that people have the good of the planet as part of what their business is out to do. Yeah. But that, that you, you know, paint a picture for us about just how kind of like niche that was and what kind of reactions would you get from, you know, mainstream approaches to things? Yeah, well, it was pretty funny because when I first started, um, I was young, you know, 20-something years younger, but I also looked younger than I was. So I would go into meetings with mainly men, because actually men men tend to be leading businesses. It's still the case, actually. There's more women, but mainly men. And I'd go into these meetings. You can see them looking at me thinking, oh, you're about the age of my daughter. What a sweet young woman. Um, and so I'd get quite a um, patriarchal or paternal kind of relationship with these people, and they didn't take me seriously. So it was really frustrating. And they also had this fundamental fundamental belief that Business was in the business to make money and that all the other issues, the social issues and the environmental issues were the role of government or the role of councils. So they didn't want to, they just wanted to keep them separate because it was clearer. You know, they were just driving a profit motive. And in those days also the awareness was low, so there wasn't a lot of demand 
for business to to do things differently. That's so different now. Yeah, what is the situation? So what does the, the Sustainable Business Network do and deliver today? Like, yeah, to, to tell us about what the offer is uh, that, that you've got out. Yeah, so we're uh, really focused on helping business to get cracking. So the, the network does a bunch of things. We do a lot of capability building for business because there's a lot of businesses out there who are short on time, short no knowledge, so they don't know what they're meant to be doing, but a real dis- and, and also concerned about cash flow, and they don't know what to do. So what we've been doing is working with a bunch of different um, partners, private and public sector partners, to create really useful tools. So that's one thing that we do. We like to open source, make them free, and I might talk about that later. We also do a lot of hand-holding of business. So digital tools are useful, but actually businesses like to learn together. So we bring people together to do the learning together. So how do you do a carbon footprint, for example? What does that look like? How do I pull it together? And then how do I market it without greenwashing? Those kind of stories are what we help businesses with. So we do a lot of that. We also do a lot with our really progressive, awesome companies, and we've got lots of them too, growing in number. Um, we, we do a lot of showcasing and telling people that it's possible. So one of the excuses that I hear is, oh, yeah, that can happen overseas, but it can't happen here. Uh, and it's just not right. The problem is we don't hear enough about those amazing, you know, innovative, circular, sustainable, regenerative companies. We just don't hear enough about them. We tend to hear the negative stuff. Um, so we talk about that a lot. We showcase them. We've got an awards program coming up, for example. Yeah, those are the kind of the critical things that we do. And brokering is a, another role that we have. We have a directory, which is a list of organisations that have already got the solutions out there, super hard to find or have been, but now we've got one place people can go to and find them much easier. So we bring the procurement option, you know, anyone who's looking to buy sustainably to this group of people and we enliven it. Yeah, and what scale is the kind of network and business today? Wow. Well, when I started, it was very small. (laughs) Uh, And then also a lot of people weren't really doing stuff. I think they were joining us because they wanted to support the Kopapa. They liked what I was talking about. Now the organisation is quite diverse, so we've moved from being what was a membership organisation to investing for impact, which is quite a subtle change, but it really just means that businesses can participate in whatever way they want to. So some of them um, invest quite a large sums of money in creating tools. Some of them are helping us just get a few things off the ground, like you know smaller pieces of work. Some of them invest because they do some training and then some of them join because they want to do networking and hear and connect with others. So, yeah. And that kind of sounds like across the whole scale of business as well. Like I imagine if you're a large scale business, you might get in touch with you and go, hey, can you help us, you know, do this program in a more sustainable way? But if you're a very small business, can you get involved too? Yeah. So actually the bigger corporates tend to have staff. Mm. So the bigger companies that are part of our network have probably got someone who's a sustainability manager. Um, and sometimes they have a small team. So they don't need us so much for helping them with their own strategy. SMEs often have, you know, just a keen bean in their organisation. Someone who's gone, this is really important to me. And often the young or younger, um, or not always, but they're trying to push into the organisation. Um, 
wake up the yeah. chief executive <laughs> and get them excited or the CFO or whatever. Um, yeah, so we help those guys with the really practical stuff and we've got a range of different things. So wherever they're at, so some of them have just kind of got ad hoc things going on uh, and they're wanting to get to the next level. Some of them haven't even started and, and we have programs to help them on both levels. How do you describe the mission of the Sustainable Business Network? Yeah, so our whole purpose is to help business realise the connection and do good things for people in nature and make a profit while doing that. So that's what we're really focused on is, is kind of spinning businesses around to realise actually looking after your people, looking after your, you know, your customers and your suppliers, as well as looking after planetary things is not only good for those people, it's going to be really good for your business. And that's what our mission is. And tell me about that idea of working with business. Um, what's the kind of tension or difficulty I imagine? Because I, I imagine lots of businesses feel like sustainability efforts are going to mean that they get restricted or they won't be able to do as much yeah. or, or some things. Like, How do you make it so that's not the case yeah. and it becomes something that actually creates more sites for storytelling and connection yeah. with customers and, you know, create, creates abundance, not yeah. kind of yeah. restriction. You're, you've just nailed it. That's so right. So a lot of people think that sustainability means you can't do. So it's a no, no, none kind of uh, attitude to business, which is just complete bollocks. You know, it's about putting a lens across and looking at the way that you do your business in a different way. And when you do it well, it's so exciting because all of a sudden you change the energy and the dynamic in your own organisation because people feel good about doing good things, you know, instead of going to work and going, oh, we're just a bastard business and I feel a bit embarrassed about it. This one's much more about how do you rethink the way that you do business? How do you work with your suppliers to innovate, for example? Or how do you work with your customers and enable that young person who's been hassling about digitising something because it's going to be more efficient? How do you let that person do that? And you watch these people get permission, they grow and they flourish, and that changes the internal culture of your organisation, and it's just way more fun and, and way more innovative. So you can create better marketable solutions that, can, you know, that people can get excited about. Yeah, what's your definition of sustainability? Because it's such a kind of funny word, isn't it? Because it can mean different things to different people. Yeah. And it means so much. But like sometimes with words, when they get used a lot, they can almost lose yeah, meaning they, as yeah. well. Yeah, and sustainability is often really misunderstood because it can be used in different ways. Like sometimes it's got a, great, a deep green attitude to it. Sometimes it's got a really strong financial attitude. So it really does lose its meaning. So really for us, it's about our ability to flourish and thrive into the future. Um, and that's really what it's about. So how do you make sure your business is looking after all the key things? Because no business will survive on a dead planet. And no business is going to do well when its staff are not happy. So how do we change that and make sure that we can, you know, flourish through these things? And that's, that's really what it's about. You know, in my lifetime environmental conditions have got worse globally. We're now seeing things like biodiversity loss, climate change, all of those negative things. And what we need business to do, and business councils and others, and us as individuals, is to rethink about our connection with each other and rethink about our connection with planetary things so that we can actually start making them more resilient so that we can handle climate change, floods, all of that kind of stuff. And every one of us needs to 
have that kind of action happening. Absolutely. And we'll be back in a moment to hear from Rachel Brown, CEO and founder of the Sustainable Business Network, how businesses can get involved and start to tackle these issues. Spark is proud to partner with the Sustainable Business Network and the Climate Action Toolbox. The free Climate Action Toolbox can provide you with simple step-by-step guides to measure and reduce your emissions. Help lead the way to a low-carbon future for New Zealand. Visit sparklab.co.nz forward slash sustainability to find out more. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. And we're back with Rachel Brown of the Sustainable Business Network. And you were just saying a second ago that, you know, in the course of your work, actually the global conditions are not improving, right, for for how we're treating our environment. But on the other side of that, there feels like, you know, as an observer, um, it feels like to me that there is this massive um, groundswell of consumers demanding more, businesses being able to have purpose and planet at the heart of what they're doing, and a kind of greater awareness of how all businesses have to be making moves in the right direction. Mm. Like, how do, how do you feel like in the, you know, right in the middle of it and being part of kind of driving this change? How do you feel about where we are on the journey? Yeah. Good question. And you're right. It has felt like uh, there's times where you go, oh, my God, this is just overwhelming. And then I've just spent four days down in Wellington meeting with businesses from every sector, including the Reserve Bank. You know, like I'm like, why? What are you doing in sustainability? You know, and they're going, well, actually, climate change is our big thing. And then we can influence all the banks and the insurers around climate action. And I'm going, wow, people don't ever hear that story. You know, you you don't hear that coming out of the Reserve Bank. And then you meet these really cool businesses who are, for example, doing stuff around waste. You know, they're, they're talking about composting and how do we make composting easy for people. And actually, the more you start talking across business, the more you realise, holy moly, there is a lot going on in New Zealand across the business sphere, which makes me feel so hopeful. So actually, I feel more hopeful than I did when I first started SBN because the conversations were so different. You know, we had people still going, oh, this is not our role. And now there is a few of those people. They tend to be hitting retirement age now. So the younger group coming through grew up with us and they're much more like, well, that's the way you do business now. So I think I feel more hopeful than ever. 
And also, we're bringing together collaborations that didn't used to happen now, which which is really exciting. So you're bringing in science-informed thinking around things from climate change to things like uh, regenerating nature. Those scientists are out to inform the right solutions for the business community. That's still emerging, so we're not always getting it right, but we are certainly on a journey of how do we how how do we get these things right? Um, yeah, so. There is a tremendous amount happening. It's very rare to meet a business nowadays who's not doing something in this space. Yeah, what are the issues? You know, especially in that sweet spot of the small to medium kind of enterprises where, you know, maybe the owners or the management team are going to be tackling these issues themselves. Mm. What are the issues that... Uh, the, the, the questions facing these businesses. So what are people um, thinking about in terms of sustainability? Yeah, well, it, it's changed a lot since COVID, actually. Um, COVID has been great in some ways because it's allowed people to do things like work from home and work a bit more flexibly. That's been a great thing. And actually, that's a great thing for climate because the less travel we do, the better it all is. So that, that stuff is still um, confounding businesses. So some of them are going, let's go back to normal um, and get everyone back into the office every day and do that commute thing. But people are pushing back on that. So that, so for small businesses, they're trying to work that stuff out. There's also issues with supply. So we're a small country at the bottom of the world and we're dealing with supply chains and it's been really tough on some businesses. So businesses need to think about those two things primarily and they also need to think about the bigger issues of climate change. So what does that mean for you guys? What does that mean if you're still driving a heavy you know, gas guzzler of a car when petrol prices are bound to just increase? And if this is part of your business and you're not looking at it, you're kind of missing something there. Uh, another really big one to think about is waste. So a lot of businesses don't think about their products and services in terms of waste when they produce them, but also they don't think about it when we get it. And we're going, oh, blinkers, you know, I've got so many pieces of plastic waste here, I have to get rid of it. Most of it can't even be recycled. Most of it ends up in my rubbish bin. They find that distressing. So they're starting to put pressure on business to kind of respond to that. And actually right now, compostable isn't the right solution unless we have a compostable system for the country because it's too confusing and you can't mix it with other words. So most compostable materials end up being landfilled, which is terrible. Anyway, I've gone off on a sidetrack. Um, and the other one is around the role that business plays on nature. So we extract a lot of stuff from nature and the problem with that is we're not thinking about how healthy those nature natural systems are and really business, and this is like the most progressive businesses, need to think about how do they re help regenerate our natural systems so they're healthy again because they're slowly becoming less healthy. We can turn it around really fast, but we need everyone to start thinking about that role as well. I love that, eh? Because there's a certain element of the word sustainable that not not for any reason, like everyone working in the field doesn't think this right. But I think some people external to it can conflate sustainable with, well, just keep staying at the same level and it'll be yeah. okay. But that's not really how it works, hey? Like you can't just take something and not kind of replace a little bit more yeah. or else you don't end up being able to keep taking that's something. That's right. We're in a build back time. Yeah. So we're kind of re rebuilding the health of systems, mm. um, which is really exciting, actually, because I meet people in the business space who are going, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to be able to rebuild back these systems because I know it's going to make 
the place that we grow up in and the place that we work and the place we love even better for next generation. So it's not leaving a legacy of the same slightly deteriorating system. It's leaving a legacy of very positive, beautiful um, things, which is way more exciting. Yeah, and like maintaining our current status quo, which is kind of what, you know, if sustainable just means, you know, at the same level, it's not going to do the trick, you know. Like we're definitely in a space, like you say, build back, which I love, or regenerative, or, you know, like leave the place better than you found it. Totally, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's way more exciting, you know. You get to leave that legacy that you you can go to your grave going, well, I did something really good right there. Yeah, and that's the thing, because, you know, often these things are framed in terms of the issues, but they're, they're actually opportunities as well, aren't they? There's, my God, there are so many opportunities, because once you start looking around and thinking about sustainability or regenerative action in business, you just see the opportunities everywhere across every single sector. You know, the opportunities are galore. And so um, that's partly why. And, and there's a lot of businesses who've seen this and they're already responding to it. That's why we pulled together our circular economy directory because they're really hard to find. They exist. They tend to be quite small. One of the challenges in New Zealand is actually it's hard to go from small to large in a new innovation space without, um, you know, getting some sort of funding that you may not feel great about. So what we're trying to... Make sure no, that we no, petrol company. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might just go, oh shit, that feels yeah. like it's the wrong thing to do. Um, Although that's where the problem is as well. So and, maybe and they are doing stuff. Running, for some in, of them. running into the building, the burning building of um, the you know petrochemical industries is probably helping a lot of people. Although I imagine it's a hard place for some people to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, interestingly, we do a lot of work with Z Energy because mm-hmm. the the chief executive Mike could see this opportunity to move this massive organization across into one that was more regenerative and he is doing and I know I know a lot of people are going to go ah petrol company terrible yeah. petrol company and they're right but unless these organizations kind of pivot and yeah. start to invest in the other system the cleaner system that we need mm. um you know, they're just going to yeah. keep doing what they're doing now and defending it. Oh, yeah. And like, it seems true to your entire mission that meeting people where they are and moving them to better and being proactive and working with them means to better results. And totally. I know people who are working in it and it's easy, and I know that they're taking it, you know, the company is taking it very seriously yeah. and they're, they're, they're really doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, for it's it's not greenwashing, you know, no. for, from the way that um, I, I, I have seen how they're yeah. acting. And that's really important. Eh? It, is. You, it is. There, there's definitely a distinction, isn't yeah. there, between people who are really engaging with it and people who, I don't know, just change the name or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of greenwash out there, so it's really good that people keep an eye on it. And I think what's difficult for those big organisations like Zed is that it's really hard to pivot because the system currently is really geared for what they do. Mm. And so the investment that they need to do to actually move the organisation to be one that is more sustainable uh, off you know, detached from carbon and, and fossil fuels is really tough. There's rules, there's regs, there's, you know, just lots of reasons to, and they've invested heavily in the infrastructure. So um, we need to challenge them when they don't do it and celebrate when they do. Mm. And often we forget to do that well done um, piece for big corporates who are making that big shuffle across. Um, yeah, but it's the same for all businesses, right? So when I look out there, that's just one example. But there are 
thousand. So food, for example, how do we grow our food sustainably, ideally, so that we regenerate our natural systems when we grow our food? Um, and there's a, a, there's a lot of stuff being done for years around organics, for example. And organics has, you know, it has a very important role to play in, in New Zealand because we are a place that grows so much food across our, our landscapes. And we need to be able to get the regenerative and the organic space together so we're not throwing uh, toxic um, stuff on our land and our food, but also thinking about soil quality, water quality and all those things together. And when we get that right and we're going down that path, or some of us, some of the uh, sector is, um, we're going to end up with beautiful growing conditions, much healthier food that we eat, hopefully not packaged or overpackaged food. And that whole system changes. And then we need to work out how do we then export or do in fact we keep exporting in, a, in this system? Or do we work out ways of influencing using our IP to educate others about how to do regenerative organic growing in different parts of the world? So that's just one sector, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about fossil fuels, we've talked about food. Um, and the same goes for any products and services that we have. You know, all of them need a rethink because most of the things that we use and buy are either heavily packaged, they are single trips, so they break down really fast. All of those things need a reboot. And what kind of tools do you have? Because that's so true. Like the whole system needs needs a reboot. You've got these, you know, companies at the very edge of good at the moment, um, and the whole world has to get to that kind of stage, right? Yeah. So that that's a big kind of shift to turn around. What kind of tools and, um, you, you know, programs and things to help businesses do you have that people can interact with? Because it's kind of everyone has yeah. got to do a little yeah, they, bit. They really this. do. They really do. And the awareness rise uh, has been rising so much over the time I've been in this space. So what we, I'm going to try and describe the system that we we activate because SBN is a small team, but we have a large network. And we, our thing is, we don't want to do everything. We want to enliven the network so that together we do stuff together. So. We have a network of businesses who are awesome and they all play a slightly different role. And then what we're wanting to do is to work out on the areas of procurement, uh, nature regen, uh, circular economy and climate, what's needed to get the mainstream to move. So then we tend to pull together a bunch of businesses and government agencies who go, okay, for example, we need something for SMEs that's free, easy and non-debatable and accessible online that can help them do stuff on climate. So we pulled this group together and Spark is one of the partners that we work with. We work with government and others. And we co-created this thing called the Climate Action Toolbox. And that's a great tool because it is free, cheap and easy um, for any business who's trying to work out how to act on that stuff. So we get that out there. We make it mainstream so the mainstream can can actually use it. Um, And there's a little report so they can show it to anyone who's wanting to buy uh, an organisation that's able to help them with their um, climate action work. Uh, and then we talk to government about what are the what's the rules and regs that we need to change and what are the levers that government can use to actually make this stuff more mainstream so it just becomes the way that business is done here in New Zealand. That's so cool. And how does it feel on a personal level, having been so kind of instrumental in this network and movement, to see these ideas go from, you know, the fringe to being at the centre of these conversations? It's 
It's really exciting. I, I guess, you know, there's a part of me that just goes into the room and go, holy moly, you know, I'm sitting in this room with, with government agencies and these really big organisations and these, these amazing young innovators or small companies that are innovating. They're not all young, by the way. Sometimes old people even innovate. Um, and I get really excited about it. But I also realise that there are some there's some knowledge gaps amongst some of the people who are trying to work in it. So there is also a learning journey that we're all on. Um, otherwise, we might repeat some of the cock-ups of the past and we don't want to keep doing that because there is so much more new information that informs our thinking. Um, so I get really excited, but then I also feel a bit nervous about, you know, are we actually going in the right direction given the lack of understanding some of the decision makers have? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a yay, and then a, <laughs> but it's, it's still a big hill to climb. And it's cool again, you know, when we see things like um, the Al Maldi approaches around intergenerational thinking, yeah. and kind I of like it's it's it. so cool to see a lot of these things where you know don't take more than you need mm-hmm. and leave things better than you found them. Yeah. They're pretty old thoughts, they you are. know. Like yeah. it's pretty bananas to think that these are still new new, new thoughts in the, in the business discourse. Yeah, it is, and I just don't get it. And I I've never got it. Um, and I love the fact that Te Ao Māori has become a way of learning for mainstream business. Like we're seeing that now across the business community where they're saying, oh, explain this five-generational thing. Explain this 500-year plan. You know, like that's the kind of still really cool thinking that's coming out. And business... Mainstream Pakeha-led businesses tend to do three-year plans. You know, that's as far as they're thinking. Uh, if they're being really if, good. Yeah. yeah, if at all. <laughs> yeah. So, th- and this kind of gives a, a breadth of thinking about intergenerational legacy, you know, which is where we, it's where it's at. And as a couple of final thoughts, like what advice would you have for someone who does want to start looking at, you know, being able to change their impact and improve what they're up to in their business? Yeah, well, it's it's a good idea to join the network or there and there are a couple of others depending on what you're trying to achieve but our network is really about being practical so getting things done we don't do a lot of lobbying we inform but really it is about getting getting stuff done so I would say join have a chat to one of the people in the team to understand how we can help and then just get cracking if you're not cracking already there are so many tools and resources out there there's really no excuse nowadays you just you just need to get yeah, cracking you can do something just do it yeah and then so that's for the for the yeah. early ones and then for the ones that are really in that space of i know this i've designed my whole business to be circular or to be a sharing platform or whatever it is that they're doing the best thing they can do is network because the more people that know about the business the more people that say oh my god i met again again cup share service amazing or i met mutu these guys are trying to work out how to use assets in a really good way using a platform of exchange most of our resources are just underutilized they've got a platform to solve it great or you know i'm buying my kids bike you know the the wonderful company that makes wishbone bikes you can go on and buy them you know bikes for life Mm. they need to network Yeah, love it. And yeah, share those stories. And as a final thought, what will success be for you and for the network? Success for me personally will be when I go out the door and I see nature's regenerating and it's healthy. 
that's going to be the bottom line success for me as I uh, tumble my way into whatever ground space I end up falling into. <laughs> um, but also that businesses really understand that their role isn't just to make money and that humans have been too greedy. Um, we haven't been sherry enough. So for me, that whole change in values, I think, and deeper connection with each other and with our planet is when I'm going to go, we've nailed it. Yeah, beautiful. Hey, thank you so much for sharing your story and the work that you do there. Uh, looking forward to seeing what's next over the next frontier. Uh, thanks so much. That's Rachel Brown, founder and CEO, Sustainable Business Network. Uh, kia ora. So thank you to Rachel Brown, to you for listening, and for everyone who helps make this happen, like our producer, Ethan Jupe. Do follow Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to rate and leave a review if you like what we do. In order. From the Spin-Off Podcast Network, that was Business is Boring, brought to you by SparkLab. Make sure you're following Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on SparkLab, visit sparklab.co.nz. Kia ora e te iwi, Te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.